We are back. Real talk with Chuck and Pam. Thank you to everyone who listens each and every, well, I won't say each and every week because we are not 100% consistent with doing this every single week. I think it's because of the summer. Summer, we're worse than other times. We are. are. But, you know, hey, things, things pop up in the summer. They do. They do. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for sharing, everybody. Mm -hmm. And thank you, especially for everyone who gives us nice positive feedback or even suggestions as to how to improve our podcast. Mm -hmm. So thank you very, very much. Pam appreciates those suggestions. Keep them coming (laughs) for This week is just an audio. We do not have a video version. Um, And that was my choice today. Just felt like doing an audio version. Um, Chuck, we've got two movies that are opening in theaters uh, this week. We've got one kind of outlier that's Mm -hmm. not opening in every theater. But let's start with the biggie. Let's start with Mission Impossible 254. Seven. 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 Mission Impossible. Oh, God, please. Dash. Dead Dead Reckoning. Reckoning. Dash. Part one. Wait, okay. I think there was a colon in there after mission. Mission, colon, impossible. Oh, mission, mission colon, impossible. impossible. Okay. Yeah. So writing the review, thank you very much to the people who gave us that title, was a total bitch. <laughs> I just ended up using initials after I wrote it once. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just said dead right. M-I-D-R-1. That's where it was. Yeah. So I, I'm going to guess that you're probably more of a fan of this franchise than I am, or no? I don't know. This, I, don't, I can't read you right now. Th- this franchise franchise defies all logic uh like kate Kate winslet as it goes on it gets better and franchises aren't supposed to do that you know you make one i love how you throw kate winslet in there like fine wine woman gets gets more beautiful as the years go by she really does yeah (laughs) anyway uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we see sequels, sequels, sequels. They get worse, worse, worse. This one doesn't work that way. Somehow or another, they get better. That's or, or maintain a, a certain level of quality. Yo, completely. And Christopher McQuarrie, the writer-director who started with uh, Rogue Nation uh, Part 4, they, they, it defies all, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and, and that's one of the things I enjoy about it. I think, you know, last one, Fallout, made my top ten list that year. I don't think this one is quite as good, but it certainly isn't for lack of trying. Uh, the money spent. The, you know, the, the thing, I think that we are in, and I said this in my written review, I think we're in a golden age of action films right now. When you look at Mission Impossible, when you look at John Wick, these, these franchises are really kind of redefining action films in an age in which, and this is part of what Mission Impossible talks about, all this digital stuff that's right, going on, right. all this green screen stuff that's going on, all the stuff that's not really there. When you see Keanu Reeves bouncing down a staircase or Tom Cruise actually jumping off a cliff, to me, that makes a difference. Right. I didn't know John Wick did that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he maybe does I'll almost, appreciate that a little bit more. Yeah, he does almost all of his own stuff. Does stuff. he really? Yeah, yeah. That whole thing where he's bouncing down the stairs, all those stairs were padded at least. Right, right. But yeah, no, he does most of his own stuff too. I didn't know that. You know, so so I, and it makes a difference. I mean, in, in this film where he jumps off the cliff oh. and you've got that shot of him, you, you know, going yeah. down, you know, it just, yeah, all the wrinkles are off of his skin. <laughs> well, I he mean, doesn't have any anyway. He doesn't, but still, I mean, it's him. Yeah, and that that I think is really exceptional of him. Um, did you did you read or see that he did that six times? Yes, yes, six times. You know what? And I thought you because yeah, if you've seen any commercial, and I mean you have to be living under a rock not to have seen a commercial right. for this film, they've gone out of their way to showcase that stunt 
where he's jumping off the cliff. Yeah, six times. Yeah. And how much film did they get on that? How much film is that in the movie? Okay, so not much. I mean, it's like but a few it, seconds. But it is so memorable. Here's, oh, yeah. here's the thing, too, and we'll get back to your actual review. Those kind of stunts, especially that one in particular, it's not just Tom Cruise doing it six times. It's right. all those cameramen doing it, or camera women. I don't know if they're men or right. women doing it. How do you and, cover that? And not only are the fact they have to wear those suits and, and manipulate those shoots and dive mm-hmm. with him and mm-hmm. fly with him, they have to manipulate their camera yeah. while they're doing it. Kudos it's, to the camera people. You know, it, it's incredible stuff. It is. And um, I thought they didn't, focusing on that stunt so much they were going to ruin the power of it in the no, film no but the thing i found was that the lead up to it i found this movie to be just as funny as it was action-packed the reason he has to do this is is hilarious right to me um and i i, I kept you know i love buster keaton Mm-hmm. And this, the film reminded me of Buster Keaton films at times because what he would do is he'd build an action gag and then build upon it. He'd start something and then they'd become more complex, more complex, more complex to the point where they just become completely ridiculous right. and you can't help but laugh. Right. The chase through Rome. Yeah. I mean, once they end up <laughs> in this little, car. Little, this little car <laughs> that won't work right and they're handcuffed and then you've got this huge Hummer after them. It was a complete silent movie gag right, thing. It was right. beautiful. That sounds like Mr. Bean, actually. Completely, you know? completely yeah. Mr. Bean. I mean, just this elaborate stuff. Uh, and then what was... Oh, the train. Oh, my gosh. The, that was cool. It was so neat. I mean, the train thing is... Um, I don't want to say anything, but as they're going from car to car... It's like, okay, it's bad enough that you're scrambling for your life, but then you've got, oh, hot french fries coming at you, and then this boiling water is coming at you, and then you get to the other car, and, oh, we're going to, oh, there's a piano hanging over us. Anyways, I was expecting acne anvils at any point to be making (laughs) appearance at this. It's just so much fun. It is. It's so much fun. And he makes movies to be seen in a theater. Absolutely. And, you know, he, I've never heard of a movie star, any actor, promoting other people's movies. But he's come out and said, you also need to see Barbie. You also need to see Oppenheimer. He said that, and Cruz is very smart because he knows a healthy marketplace at the movies is good for everybody. Everyone. Yep. He knows that. Yeah. And, you know, Spielberg said that he saved Hollywood's ass last year with Top Gun. He did. He did, and he's taken it upon himself because he knows they're not out of the woods yet right. to continue to do that. Right. Uh, and now they're, they've shot themselves in the foot again with this strike that's going on with the actors. I mean, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. So, But I will say, see this and every other movie while you can on the big screen because we may be going through another drought again if I this think we is will. prolonged. Yeah, we, I, I have no doubt that that's going to be a really tough season next year. And, and part two of this is supposed to come out next year, and I know right. they haven't quite gotten it done yet. Okay. I think they're adding special effects, but the principal photography is done, so I think it'll be okay. But okay. I, had a, I had a blast with this film. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it is nonstop action, but that's what this movie is. It is the same premise of every other Mission Impossible. James Find the Bond, thing. <laughs> Find the thing that's going to save the world and keep it from the bad guys before they get the thing. Right. Yeah. So it's the premise, and that's always what it is. I did like um, the woman, what is her name? Haley Atwell. Yeah, she was an interesting person to have as his 
love interest, if you will. Kind as far of. as that goes yeah. with that character. Yeah. Um, her sleight of hand, she wasn't the physical person that sometimes they have as his counterpart. And you didn't know whether or not she was on his side or mm-hmm. her own side. And is she going right. to double cross him? And sometimes that happens. So I found that to be a little bit more interesting. The other thing that I liked um, was that Simon Pegg and... Bing Rames. Yes. They were on screen more than they were in yeah. the last one. And I love the levity that they bring right. to this film because it is it is nonstop action. It is intense. It is incredibly intense. So they bring that down. I need that up and down of that right. roller coaster of, oh, my God, I'm up here. I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, my God, he just went over the cliff, too. This is really funny because Simon Pegg is hysterical, you know? You know, and that's what I want to say to all, to all these people who love those Fast and Furious films. Mission Impossible, this is what it's supposed to be. This is true action, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Because like you say, we have these two characters. Right. The Fast and the Furious, you know, they're so serious. It's all about family. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you inflate yourself to the point, you, you, I can't take you seriously. Yeah. I just want to poke fun at you. Right. If you wink at us and say, hey, come on. I'm on the joke, too. We're just going to yeah. have some fun here, yeah. like cruising them. And do it. it makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. It was, to me, a little too long. It was a little, um, too, I'll give you that. It, the, the nonstop action, I mean, the action was incredible. All the stunts were incredible. I mean, t- plenty of explosions and, and motorcycle chase scenes and car chase scenes and through different, I think they were in Norway, which was just gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. Not there long enough. But and then yeah, Italy was cool. the other uh, And we opened up in the desert as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So Tunisia that was That was cool to see the different, they, they capitalized on their mm-hmm. environment and used that in the different stunts. But it was... It was it nonstop was long. action and it was long. So I mean, that was two forty-five. That's a long movie. It's a long movie. It is long. But this is something. If you love action movies, you're going to love it. Um, if you're going as someone who loves action movies and you're not a huge fan, you're going to enjoy it too. Because truly, take a look at the cinematography. Because yeah, those gorgeous. are the heroes of this, along with Tom Cruise, who has the foresight to look at this. This is this is his ball game, you know. And oh, he knows he it. Is, he's the pitcher, he's the catcher, and he's the outfielder in this. He does mm-hmm. everything, and he researches everything to the nth degree. I watched a special about doing some of the stunts that he did. He's like, nope, today's not a good day to do it. The wind is in the wrong direction. It's not safe. We're not doing it. Right, yeah, he knows. He's smart, yeah. you know, but he defies well, death every single time he does this. For what? For our entertainment. You know, and there have been talk about, there's been talk for years about having a stunt Academy Award. There should be. And they've been saying this for, you know, you right. got to get there. And I think with these films that we were just talking about, in addition to Mission Impossible and John Wick, I think we'll get there. I hope we do. I hope we get yeah, there I mean, this next year because this is deserving of it. Oh, completely. This is just, this. go see this on the big screen and yes. it will leave an indelible image in your mind. And talk about big screen. I mean, this. Next week is Oppenheimer. Right. Next week is Barbie. Not necessarily a big screen spectacle, but a movie that I think you're going to want to see with a crowd. Right. You know, so this this is one of the best months we've had in a long time. I'm kind of surprised that they're releasing Oppenheimer in July. Me too. I would have thought that would be I, more October, November. I thought they would blink and wait till the end of the year for yeah. all the award stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so anxious for that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it, too. I'm actually excited about Barbie. Me, too. I grew up with Barbie. I played with Barbies. I still have my Barbies up in the attic. You it know? looks like fun, and we know who's involved. Very smart people there, too. Greta I'm a little, Gerwig. Yeah, that's what no. I'm a little concerned ah, about. <laughs> We'll, we'll see if she has her signature flair to Barbie. Yeah. Um, that might be the downer for me. The the concept of it is really fun. Well, yeah, I was going to say, from all the previews I've seen, yeah. this looks as though everyone had a good time. Yep. So, but we'll talk about that later. 
You have an odd movie to talk about. I've got a very odd movie to odd talk movie. about. And, and and I think we were on a different page. No, 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 I liked it. Okay. I don't think I liked it as much as you, but no, I liked it. And I had no problem with the ending. Oh, oh, interesting. And I know you had a problem with the ending. I did have a problem with the ending. Okay. This is um, Biosphere, and it stars Mark Duplass and Sterling K. Brown, two people I absolutely love watching on the screen. Little did I know how much I would love seeing them together They're on great the screen. together in this movie. And, you know, Mark Duplass is no stranger to small ensemble casts. He did Language Lessons. Did you ever see that one? No. Mm -hmm. You should see that. You would, you would really enjoy that one. Um, and then Safety Not Guaranteed. I love that one. I love that one, too. Great Aubrey Plaza's in that yeah, as well. Yeah, That's a good yeah Jake one. Johnson is in that. Yeah, time travel type. Yeah, it's cool. And then Paddleton, I think it was called. Um, he's dying, and he decides to take his own oh, life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hated um, that one. I, I, <laughs> I didn't love that one, but, I mean, again, that small ensemble cast. But he Who was in that with him? There was a relatively... I don't remember. Yeah, I'll look that up. Okay. Someone like Steve Carell. It wasn't Steve no, Carell, but someone like that. No, but it was somebody good, yeah. 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 Um, so... Anyway, the two of them find that they are the last people on Earth, they and did. they are living in a dome, this biosphere. We quickly find out that Billy, who's played by Mark Duplass, used to be the president of the United States. <laughs> he's not the brightest bulb in the box and looks as if he's made a few errors in judgment, which landed them as the last two people on Earth. Yeah. Sterling K. Brown plays Ray, and Ray is his um, intelligence advisor when he was in the White House, and they also grew up together, two different sides of the track, and um, they they play off of each other as polar opposites, and they're, they've got these fish, and they're all named after the main characters of Cheers. So we've got Sam, Diane, and Woody, and they, you know, create these fish, the eggs, and then they grow them, and they eat them. This is how they survive. And, uh-oh, looks like Diane bit the dust, which means they only have Sam and Woody left, and Sam and Woody can't exactly produce eggs because they're male. Well, this is where the cool part starts in this, I think. Mm -hmm. um, in, in nature, I know there's a frog, there's probably fish and other, maybe other reptiles that do this as well. Dinosaurs. Huh? Dinosaurs. Okay, if dinosaurs. The didn't taught me anything. Okay, dinosaurs. I'll I'll take your word for that one. Jurassic but, Park. Okay, well I didn't know that was based on science, really. Um, <laughs> have you not seen Jurassic Park? Yeah, of course I have. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. I don't. That, this happens in Jurassic Park. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. They mentioned the line, "Life finds a way." Okay. That's from Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, when Mother Nature really wants her species to survive, so when there's just two male fish around, that one male decides biologically that it's going to morph into being female. And now they have hope. They have hope that they can they live got fish, on. They've got fish. <laughs> they've got hope and they've got fish because they've got eggs and they can keep going. Um, I don't want to give a lot away on this story, but I'm going to say that these two characters go through a metamorphosis as well. At least one of them does. <laughs> <laughs> There's an existential crisis they both go through. Not just existential. <laughs> <laughs> and they both have to change in ways that they were not expecting. <laughs> yes. Um, and this, this was... This is the the science fiction aspect of it. It pushes science to the boundaries of of not being believable, but because it's based in science and reality, it, it could gives you it, yeah. That's what's the, that's the fun part about science, science fiction. fiction yeah. But I also really like the dynamic between the two men and how yeah. they view each other and how they have survived for apparently years 
together. Right. In yeah. The we don't know how long they've been there. Yeah. And and Sterling K. Brown's character of Ray is kind of the caretaker and the, mm-hmm. the parent figure, if you will, because it's okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to do this. It's okay. I think it'll be okay. And Mark Duplass's character of Billy is a little bit more on the juvenile side and needs to be coddled. So these things also change. They're brutally honest with one another and painfully so uh-huh. in, in some situations. Um, and it's it's a it, it's a it's a movie that really stuck with me. I didn't like the ending. You did. I did. It left. It. I was dissatisfied with the end. I can understand that. Okay. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but. I think that the once we get through everything, the whole theme of this is hope. Right. And that's what the ending is was to me. To, <clears throat> hope. Even though okay. we might not understand or know exactly that and the fact okay. that that okay. character mm-hmm. was able to the character who clings to hope at that point right. has made that journey because that character wasn't hopeful at all. Right, right. Uh, okay, I like that. So right. so I think that's that journey I think was the whole point of the film. Okay. Uh, and the fact that, you know, we, we live in dire times and it's easy to lose hope. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing is a metaphor for so many things. Isn't it? I mean, you've got uh, a, a trans director and a trans producer on this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did okay. a little research. Okay. So, I mean, this gets into that whole area. Sure does. As well. Uh, and... I think it starts a great conversation, too. Right. I've got, and, a, I've got a, a, a friend who is uh, trans, and I would love to hear her take on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot I want to say, but I don't want to give too much right. away. But it it went to places I didn't think it would. It sure did. <laughs> Not just that, but but also emotionally. Oh, oh, and, oh absolutely. And, and, and seeing the differences between, you know, uh, understanding men and women. Bingo. I was going to say gender roles. Yes. Completely. Well, not just roles, but how we function intrinsically mm-hmm. is different, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, yeah. I was just going to say something I didn't want to say. It, but no. yeah, I, I think it's just the way those two guys change. And this is really smart as far as the writing is concerned. Oh, yes. I mean, I, I, want th- I bet this was a script that I wonder how many drafts there were. Right. You know, not that they're not good writers and couldn't knock out the first time, but there's a lot of nuance there. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of small observations that I think are you, you start to layer in once you really get the basic story down and then all these little things that they drop in as far as how they change, the, the emotional responses, all that right. stuff. Uh, and I wonder how much they workshopped it and, oh. and researched it or right. rehearsed. Right. Because it just comes off flawlessly. Oh, it, it does. And Sterling K. Brown, he is he is beautiful he's to great. watch. I mean, he the nuances in his performance are incredible. And Mark Duplass, I think this is one of his best performances. I'm it's, not a fan of either one of these guys. Really? But I love them both in this movie. Yeah. I was I, like, wow, this really... I, I looked at them differently at the end. Yeah. They, they captivated my attention the entire time. You know, and it's they, just two guys. It's just two guys. You know, and I'm thinking... I was just thinking of uh, Blackberry. Yeah. As far as, you know, again, another independent film. Another independent film that was smart. And unfortunately, like Biosphere, I think not enough people are going to see it. Right. Well, and, you know, that's why, that's why we're here is to say, hey... This stuff see. that's not going to be on 4,000 screens like Mission Impossible, 
look for this one because it's also available through video on demand. You can watch it at home. Oh, you can. Okay, good. Because yeah. I was talking with my friend Kristen on the way down here and I said, you know, it's really sad that this movie is just in theaters because you can't go up against Mission Impossible. No. It needs to be viewed at home. So you've got to have those mm-hmm. two options available because if you don't feel like going out and fighting the crowds, stay home and watch this cool movie. And I'm going to give you all a hint. If you're in the Champaign area, if you're in the central Illinois area, this is playing over at the normal theater theater for two weeks. And if you're looking for a little road trip, take a road trip to the normal theater. This thing was built in 1937, and they have it almost exactly the way it was. So yeah. seeing it there is like walking into a time warp. It is so cool. I awesome. go there as often as I can. They are going to have it for two weeks. Take a trip. Get something to eat. Normal. A lot of good places to eat. But enjoy this in an intimate, old-school setting. Uh, it's the perfect movie for that place. And, yeah. you know, support an independent film and support an independent theater as well. Very good. Thank you for sharing that. Yep. Um, you watching any TV? Any any series that I all? gave up on The Bear because it pissed <gasps> me off. No, you can't give up. No, I give up. They didn't play fair. Okay. Fuck them. Okay. I disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have started watching The After Party. Yeah, I hate her. I know you do. I'm not watching it. Okay. Just right. from well, the commercial, it's the same old shit with her. Oh, you fine. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. I really enjoyed the first one, and I enjoyed the second one. It's a formula that they use for a whodunit murder mystery, and this time it takes place in a palatial house. There's a wedding, and the what groom ends up dead. Uh, what is this? Uh, this is Apple TV. Apple. Yes. Okay. Um, so you can watch the first two episodes. I like the creativity of the fact that not only do we get to hear everybody's version of what happened that that dreadful night where the groom dies but we also get to see different genres as those stories are told we oh, get cool. a little yeah we get a little uh, noir we get a little uh, Wes Anderson we get a little uh, just touches of different filmmakers oh, it's cool. kind of fun Alfred Hitchcock if it were um, for her I'd watch it but no that's too bad and she's a big part of it and she's in every single part of it that's so happen. okay well for those of you who don't have an issue with Tiffany Haddish check this out we've got a couple of characters that do come back in this season a couple surprises uh, first two uh, episodes are available to stream on demand and then they'll be dropping I think one a week after that I am watching Secret Invasion yeah, I, I have not started that. watching that. It is still good. Okay. We're worth four episodes in. There's two to go. It's only six episodes, so that should be a plus for you as well. That is. Which is a big thing for me. Uh, it still has plenty of surprises. Again, no superheroes. I know, I know. Or the spy thing. So yep. it's been, uh, it's sustained my interest. And you watch that on Disney? Disney, i yes. got to figure out how to get into my Disney account. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I wish? <laughs> what? I wish Apple and Amazon didn't start with the same letter. It would be much easier to remember. <laughs> oh, that's on Strubli. Okay. Strubli, yeah. yeah. I think that's our next production company, Strubli. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, some of these uh, names of these things make no sense to me anyway. I so. know, right? What's a Hulu? What's a Tubi? I don't know. I guess or it's the Tubi. Freebie? The TV, T- well, it's free. V? TV. TV. It's not <laughs> okay. TV. It's freebie. It's freebie. Yeah. Um, Max. 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 What? Because we've got HBO everything? We, we have the maximum? I don't know. I don't know. I give up. Um, next week, we've got Barbie and Oppenheimer. Those are the two biggies opening up. Do we have any smaller movies coming out next week? I don't think so. I okay. think that's it, those two. 
Barbenheimer is a Barbenheimer big enough, and then Mission Impossible holdovers. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the what the money is with all this. Oh, it will be. It will be. It'll be a great revival, I think. Which I hope is so. wonderful. Hope so. So thank you for listening. Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. You can find us at realtalkwithchuckandpam.com. You can take a look at WCIA TV. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us pretty much everywhere without a whole lot of effort. Like duck shit on your shoe. We're all over the place. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha